Welcome to Decision Vision, a podcast series focusing on critical business decisions. Brought to you by Brady Ware and Company. Brady Ware is a regional, full-service accounting and advisory firm that helps businesses and entrepreneurs make visions a reality. Welcome to Decision Vision, a podcast giving you, the listener, clear vision to make great decisions. In each episode, we discuss the process of decision-making on a different topic from the business owner's or business owners or executive's perspective. We aren't necessarily telling you what to do, but we can put you in a position to make an informed decision on your own and understand when you might need help along the way. My name is Mike Blake, and I'm your host for today's program. I'm a director at Brady Ware & Company, a full-service accounting firm based in Dayton, Ohio, with offices in Dayton, Columbus, Ohio, Richmond, Indiana, and Alpharetta, Georgia. I am managing partner of the Strategic Valuation and Advisory Services Practice, which brings clarity to the most important strategic decisions that business owners and executives face by presenting them with factual evidence for such decisions. Brady Ware is sponsoring this podcast, which is being recorded in Atlanta for social distancing protocols. If you would like to engage with me on social media with my chart of the day and other content, I'm on LinkedIn as myself and at Unblakeable on Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse, and Instagram. I also recently launched a new LinkedIn group called Unblakeable's Group That Doesn't Suck. So please join that as well if you would like to engage. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast aggregator, and please consider leaving a review of the podcast as well. So today's topic is, should I turn my side hustle into a full-time business? And um, I've been trying to find a guest for this topic for a while because... Uh, I, I just run into so many people with side hustles. And in fact, I, I, th- I would be willing to bet you if I actually looked at the data, I didn't. Well, I looked a little bit. I, I did a sneak peek. Um, when I first moved to Atlanta about 19 years ago, it seemed like every other person that I met had a side hustle of some kind. Now, back then, it was primarily in real estate um, because back then, real estate was pretty much shooting fish in a barrel. Um might be now too, but don't take my advice. I'm not a real estate guy. I'm not even very good at Monopoly. So um, uh, this is not the real estate investment show. Um, but but it is interesting in, in how many people do seem to have a, a side hustle. And the you know the statistics are, are supportive of that. According to Side Hustle Nation, 45% of working Americans have a side hustle. And 20% of those bring in over $1,000 a month with those side hustles, which is a, you know, for some, for many households, a thousand dollars a month is a significant uh, addition of income to a, a household. And, and so I'd be willing to bet many of you who are listening either have a side hustle or are thinking of a side hustle or are, have actually a business today that started off as a side hustle. So I anticipate that this is going to be a topic of, of significant interest. Now, I don't have a side hustle. I can barely keep track of the one job that I have. But fortunately, joining us today is somebody who's done this successfully. And that is Natasha Tucker from one of my favorite cities in the planet, Huntsville, Alabama. It is just one of the coolest places. It has really two of my favorite things. It has rockets and has German food. And those two things are actually related if you go back and sort of learn the history. Um, uh, but it is just a just a terrific place. And Natasha is founder and CEO of Happy Hippie Gardening. Happy Hippie Gardening is a trusted landscape company operating in the Huntsville, Alabama metro market. 
They offer residential and commercial landscape and maintenance services. Their hippies love weeds, but they do more than get dirty weeding flower beds. They also add seasonal color, apply mulch, do shrub pruning, create stacked stone borders, and a lot more. Basically anything that I, I don't do. Um, they really get, they get dirty so that you don't have to. Natasha is a relentless entrepreneur, daring businesswoman, loving mother, devoted wife, adoring daughter, caring granddaughter, and sometimes serious sister. In her many business adventures, she has successfully launched, acquired, and or owned multiple businesses, including a coffee shop, children's boutique, and landscape company, to name a few. The daughter of an original 1960s hippie and master gardener, Natasha has been working in flower beds and getting dirty since she was a girl. Natasha Tucker, thank you for getting dirty with the Decision Vision podcast. Absolutely. Thank you Sorry, so much. Sorry, it's not that kind of podcast, me. but you get what I mean. <laughs> hey, you know, we'll, we'll try to keep it clean. We'll, we, will, we will keep it clean. <laughs> it has to be safe for work. So. Exactly. Um, but, but thanks so much for coming on the program. And, and I, I, you know, as I think I always am, but I say this in all sincerity, in sincerity, it's, it's a topic I've been wanting to do for a while, but haven't felt the right person to do it. And then you and I, I'm sorry, your husband and I had a, a just a conversation on an entirely different topic. And she mentioned, he mentioned what you were into. I'm like, oh, I got to get her on the podcast. So thanks so much for coming on. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So um, I introed your business and kind of how you got into it, which is, is, is fascinating. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to share with our listeners, your origin story. Like we have, you know, they have suit Spider-Man got bit by the, the radioactive spider and, and, and Superman was thrown off of his, his exploding planet. <laughs> um, how did you, what's the origin story of your business? Well, it kind of, um, it, it started off with me trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. Um, kind of in a place at that time where we needed to get some extra income coming in. Um, and I knew what I did not want to do. Um, I did not want to go back into the service industry as far as like waitressing and things like that. I did not want to go back into the classroom. <laughs> um, I don't do well behind a desk. Um, so it was, it was a big thought process. I felt stuck. Um, and then all of a sudden it was the fall of 2019 and I had some friends ask, Hey, you're good at this. Can you please come and trim my shrubs and do some mulch? Cause my lawn guys don't want to do it. And that's, that's, that was, that was my, uh, initial little ping there that there might be, um, a need. So I did it theirs and then word got around and I started doing more people's uh, flower beds. And as you know, that month, month and a half of fall went, went on, I realized uh, this is a need that lawn guys are missing. I mean, they don't want to have to stop and do the tedious. They want to be able to cut and go. And there's a lot of people that don't have the time to take care of their flower beds. So that fall went by and I just kind of sat, sat on it. Um, Cause then of course through winter, there wasn't much then to do. So I kind of sat on it for a little while. And as soon as the sun popped out in January and it felt, you know, warmer than normal, um, I started getting phone calls and I was like, Whoa, okay. <laughs> so it kind of just, 
how I went from there. So I have to ask, and I'm I'm just curious. You said that, you know, you were getting calls because the lawn guys wouldn't do the, the shrubs and flowers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that a hierarchy? Do like the lawn people feel like they're too good to do that stuff? Is is that the issue or, or, or is there something else at work? I think that it's more of the, um, the tedious part of it. Um, they don't want to get on their hands and knees and pull weeds. Uh, if you, if you do get them to trim your shrubs, most of the time, they don't even know what kind of shrub they're trimming. Um, and when they leave, it looks like they've hacked it to death with a chainsaw and people are, I've had quite a few people have that <laughs> that's happened to. Um, and it's, it's sad and, and mortifying. So I had that happen uh, too. I had my lawn guy do one of our shrubs exactly once. And it looked like my shrub was about to join the Marine Corps. Exactly. Exactly. So that kind of um, the attention to detail and the not minding taking the time to do it. And also one guys, you know, they charge, I don't know what they charge there, but they charge, you know, anywhere from 50 to $75 a cut here. Well, they got to get in and out within 30, 45 minutes. Um, You can't be tedious and pay attention to detail with that amount of time that you're being booked for. So um, I think that's, that's basically why. <laughs> so when, when you started this side hustle, did you work outside the home? And if so, what was that role? Um, I have done many, especially uh, 2018, um, 2019. I had, I had a couple other little smaller jobs, um, not for, because I, I do have three children. Um, and at the time, um, let me see. So Bella, my youngest, she, she was still like preschool age. So I wanted, I did not want full time then, um, just because of schedule and kids. And at the time I did not have drivers yet. Um, so there was a lot of, a lot of mommy taking around and busing and all those, all that fun stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. um, right, right before I, I started with hippie, um, I did have a, have a, have a full-time desk job for a while. Um, realized that that was just not going to work with our schedules and with Rob's schedule. And, um, so I did some retail work, um, worked for one of my favorite stores. Um, and and then what else did I do? And then I did try the waitressing thing again. It's been many years and I realized I'm just no, not doing that again. So when, when at some point when this became, you know, a side hustle, not just sort of doing a person a favor, how many hours a week do you think you were doing that at first? Um, at first, maybe about 10. Um, okay. As, as, as I started getting more jobs, my dad would come and help me. So that way I wasn't spending five hours at one house necessarily. <laughs> um, but it, it started off probably about 10 hours a week to start with. And and is that something that you were really embracing or did, did you have to kind of get dragged into it a little bit? No, I actually fully embraced it. Um, okay. it I, I love being outside. Um, and just having that freedom of I'm outside, I'm getting fresh air, I'm getting my exercise 
and I'm getting paid to do it. <laughs> so, and it was, it was, I could work with it when I needed to. Um, I still had the flexibility at that point to still be the mommy bus. Um, and, and so all in all, it worked great. So when you started it, did you have any plans at that point to make this kind of a full-time gig? I really didn't. It was, you know, I, I knew I loved it and I knew that it was working well for me at the time. Uh, I did not expect for it to hit the fan, (laughs) so to speak. Uh, And so when, when it did uh, that next spring in 2020, I, I was kind of blown away and uh, that's when I was like, okay, we need to, and even Rob uh, being the business guy that he is, he was like, we need to probably get, you know, your licensing and all that done and tax purposes. And so I can, so I can be legit, you know, Rob's your husband for our, for our yes. listeners who haven't met yes. you guys. Rob's your husband. Yep. Yes. So he, he wanted me to, to, to be, you know, legal, a legal hippie and yeah. uh, make sure that I did things by the book as far as the business side goes. And uh, that's kind of, that's kind of, it just kind of just happened and it, which worked for me because I loved it. So. You know, I, I think that's one of the, I, I think that's one of the best ways to grow a business is have it organic, no pun intended. You know, I, I tell people all the time that, that if a business is like a great Dane and if, if, if you have to just sort of push and pull and, and it's really hard to get the dog to move, then you probably don't have the right dog. You probably don't have the right business, right? But on the Absolutely. other hand, if the Great Dane takes off down the sidewalk, sidewalk and nearly yanks your shoulder out of your socket and you're running behind trying to desperately keep up with it, right? That's the right business for you, right? That, that's the market telling you that you're really onto something. Yes, absolutely. And to see that the need was still there and it was greater and it grows. Um, we've done very little as far as marketing, uh, I started off with my Facebook page. Um, My husband, Rob, did the website. Uh, So it was all done in-house and very manageable. And it's all word of mouth as well. Uh, I love love my people. That's the other side of this business that I love. I love connecting with people and hearing them and saying, okay, this is what you like, even down to the colors that we pick. the style that they want, you know, it's individuality at its finest is, is your curb appeal. And um, so it's, it was, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and that's, I think that's why I have grown so much too, is I, it's, if you enjoy what you're doing, it shows. So, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I, I think that's right. Um so as you were as you were building this business or as you were trying to kind of lasso it yeah. um, wrestle it to the ground, maybe that's a better way to put it. <laughs> um, did you have any doubts? Did you have any doubts about your ability to grow the business, run the business, be successful with it, or did you kind of know just from day one, yeah, I got this? Oh no, it's a very scary ride. Um, I think anytime you're doing something new and you are in a totally different ball game than you've ever played. 
they can be super scary. Um, I, of course, didn't, you know, we all as humans have that, okay, fear of failure kind of thing going, um, especially when you have your family depending, you have your customers um, and your, you know, your ego. Um, <laughs> it's just being yeah. real. Yeah. And uh, so it absolutely was, it can be super terrifying, especially when you can't control the weather. You can't control supply and demand right now. Uh, you can't control. There's a lot of things that you can't control as it is. So being able to just keep pushing and try your best to stay level-headed <laughs> and and keep the faith that, hey, it will work out. Uh, sometimes you just got to be a little patient. Um, so, yeah, no, it can be terrifying. So how long did it, did it take you from neighbors saying, hey, would you come help with our garden? And by the way, we'll pay you to getting to where you are now, where you, you've you've got as an intentional thriving business. Well, um, I would say probably about four to five months. It was that fall of 2019. And then starting the spring of 2020, it was, it just kind of ran. It was just took like, just took off and almost wanted to leave me behind. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, spring of 2020 was when everything else hit the fan. And uh, so that was scary. Okay. I just started this in February and now the whole world is shutting down. You know, what, what, um, which actually helped me a lot because I don't work indoors. I work outdoors. Um, people were, you know, working from, especially here in Huntsville and Madison, everybody most people were working from home and uh, they, they were forced to look at their flower beds. They were no longer doing the rat race in life and leaving and coming home at dark and not looking. Now they're sitting at their kitchen table, but their computer is looking out and going, Oh my God, <laughs> you know, what, what have I done to my yard um, or what have I not done? You know? And yeah. so that actually spurred a huge push in my business like all of a sudden like it was a huge spike uh which is great um you know and then the next year 2021 it was stimulus checks these little projects that they've been wanting to do for forever here you go now they have the money for it um so <laughs> it is it, it everything comes and goes and it you know as and flows but it always, always ends up evening out. So, um, so you know, I'm I'm curious. That you've probably heard of this before. You know, there's, uh, you, you often hear I often hear stories about you know somebody who cooks really well, mm-hmm. and then somebody will say, you know what, you ought to open up your own restaurant. Yeah. And and as often as not, that person will say, you know what, if I had to do it for a living, I wouldn't like doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I, I get that. I have hobbies. I'm into computers. I am perfectly happy to spend a weekend fixing my own mistakes, but I would just <laughs> blow my brains out if I had to make a living of fixing other people's mistakes. So I, you know, I get that. Um, yes. And, and, and I'm curious, you know, has, has now making what was a, a passionate hobby when you had really from just being a little girl, how has turning that into a business impacted your passion for it, if at all? If anything, it's helped grow it um, 
because of the fact it is a constant learning thing. You know, there's always something new to learn. There's always different plants to learn. There's uh, every yard is different. Every customer is different. So I think the difference is that is that if it was if it did become super repeat, like if I was just cutting yards, cutting grass, and weed eating and blowing and going, I would probably get bored to death. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But the fact that there are so many, every day is a different day. Every uh, plan that I draw up is different. And uh, so it, I think the fact that it's engaging me in that way, I, I still, I still totally love it. Now, if you're willing, I'd like to talk about kind of the impact on, on your family, because you, your, your role economically has changed. Yes. Has that has that limited or changed the way that you fulfill your other roles as as mother, wife, house manager, that sort of thing? And if so, has the family been supportive? How have they had to adjust? How have you guys all had to adjust to now accommodate this this thing that you've unleashed on the world with the gardening business? Well, um, yes. As a as a wife and as a mother, uh Let's just say, don't ever judge my house when you come in it. (laughs) (laughs) I try, I try. Um, You know, me being gone now that the kids are even, you know, older or Alyssa's graduated, my son drives uh, and we have a second grader. So they've grown a little bit as well. So that's helped um, as far as their being (laughs) self-reliant. which is kind of sad. They don't need mommy as much. Um, but as far as I still do cook five, at least five nights out of the week, I do still try to make it to, you know, all these, all the games and sports and things like that. Um, that just means that mommy's up till 1am every mm-hmm. night. Um, and the balance is hard. Um, I think that is probably the toughest part on me is finding the grace as a parent and as a small business owner with myself, um, not beating myself up too hard for the little things. And so my family has been great. Um, this week is spring break. So my parents, you know, have our youngest, so I'm all over the road and, you know, booked out this week. Uh, Everyone has been very supportive. They've been my best cheerleaders. Um, and, and there's just certain things that I have to let go of as far as my standards. No, my house isn't perfectly clean. No, and yes, there's laundry, <laughs> you know. Um, but I do make it a point to do my best as far as still being present. Um, and like I said, that just means less sleep. If you don't mind my asking, how much sleep do you typically get a night? Ooh, uh, probably about five hours. Maybe? Okay, okay, okay. So you're you're really at it then. That that's uh, that that's that's a tough number. So, um, <laughs> you know, and 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 I'm curious here, and I'm, we'll we'll get we're gonna get a little sociological, but that's okay. We can do that here in the Decision Vision podcast, and that is that. You know, I, I do think that that's harder on women because mm-hmm. of social media 
and and social media leads you to present you know the the polished sort of market ready version of yourself yes. and uh, i think i think that that tends to impact women i think more than it impacts men in terms of making them feel badly about themselves or focusing on what they're not doing as opposed to what they're accomplishing yes and um I, you know how do you react to that does that ring true for you it absolutely does. Um, and it's, it's honestly, I mean, it's a daily reminder that you have to give yourself of stop allowing yourself to focus on that. Stop allowing yourself to be negative Nancy on yourself. Um, look at what I did do today. You know, I brought in this much money today. I went and did, you know, I got my kids, you know, fed and out the door at school, <laughs> did jobs, did three estimates, went to a soccer game and cooked dinner. Like that's a lot of, you know, in reality, that's, that that's, that's life. That's and, a full to-do list. You don't have to apologize to anybody for that. And, and, and so, but as, like you said, as women, we are just kind of taught and expected by others like you said, with social media and the way things are that you're supposed to get everything done in one day and you're supposed to keep things rolling and the house clean and the dishes done. And the, you know, you're supposed to still do the, the feminine roles. Um, and I am a woman working in a man's world as well as business stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that's, That's been very interesting. I've, at first, especially, I got a lot of looks. Um, so finding finding grace with yourself and always it, daily reminders of you are enough and own it. You know, you you can do this. So yeah, look, and m- men have been slacking off for centuries. So it's you know. <laughs> um, so let, let's let's move over to some of the to well not some more of the positive and that, and that is you have this you have this side hustle that's now become a business. How has that impacted your household finances? Oh, it's it's uh, dramatically in, impacted. Um, it's it's definitely carried carried us through quite a lot, um, especially the past two years. Um, so it's been a huge blessing and, um, it's one of those things where it came at the absolute perfect time. Um, and thank God. (laughs) Yes. So, um, did you have to invest any money in the business yourself when you started it or could you just sort of bootstrap it? I absolutely bootstrapped. Um, when I first started up until, oh, wow. For a year, I, my poor Tahoe (laughs) was loaded with all kinds of things from trimmers and mulch and bugs to plants and dirt. Like it was my, my poor Tahoe. It was, it was embarrassingly bad. Um, but it, it had to be my work truck. That's all I had. Um, I used tools out of my garage that I just had. Yep. If I needed something else, uh, hopefully I had a job that I would make profit on and go get it. Um, 
I know that my husband Rob thought I was crazy when I woke up one morning. It was April of 2020, and I got so tired of having to wait on people to bake deliveries for me because I just had the Tahoe. So there's things I couldn't get, you know, and I was like, this is crazy. I woke up and I said, I'm going to go buy a trailer today (laughs) because you're wet. So I'm going to go buy a trailer. Um, The fall of 2020, I woke up one day and I said, that's it. I'm getting a truck. Let's go. So, but I had grown enough to that point where I could do that. Uh, If I I never went, I never borrowed money, um, did not take on investments. It was all as I grew everything else grew kind of thing. You know, it's funny you say that. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to commiserate with you a little bit. You know, you and I are in different fields, but I have my tools just as you have yours. Mm-hmm. And you know, it is funny. You do just sort of wake up one day and you just say, you know what, this just is not acceptable anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and buy the right tool for the right job. For me is, you know, I needed a new computer because I was doing stuff that uh, it was just take my old computer too long to do. It was taking you know, some of the stuff, some of the models I do take 10 hours to run through, right? So speed makes a big difference. And I, you know, I, I woke up one day, I said, because one was taking like 18 hours, I said, you know what? I'm not going to, there's no numbers to run here. I'm just done doing this. Yeah. I'm just going out and I'm buying a computer. That's just all there is to it. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's refreshing to talk to somebody else that kind of had the same thing. It's like, yeah. I'm tired of being held back by my tools. Yes, yes. And and the benefits of those new tools outweigh a thousand percent what you've been dealing with, you know, um, as long as you can do it, as long as you have the means to do it. And that's yeah. part of being uh, thrifty, I guess, uh, and work smart and knowing that there's going to come a time when you know that you're going to have to just do it, you know, and uh, and. Thankfully, you'll have the means to do it if you're thrifty. So. It also shows that, that there's, a, there's a switch that flips, I think, that says, I value my time now. Yes. Right. You know, it's even, even though it's not like I'm buying, I'm, I'm buying this trailer, this truck, and then somebody's paying me right away thousands of dollars for me to go buy it. You just know my time is too valuable to be waiting around this stuff anymore. You know, on the back end, it's costing me money. Oh, it's yes. cost me money and my sanity not to do this. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Um, you know, when, when you do have your customers waiting on you and you have a schedule that you're trying to stay on and, and other, you cannot count on other people to step up for you, you know, it, yeah. especially when they have their own things going on in business or whatever, you can't just expect people just to, do it <laughs> when you say do it. Oops. Uh, yeah, people just you you give them always the benefit of the doubt, but when it just gets to where it is taking up your time and money, yeah, let's 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 build up here. <laughs> so, can you talk about what what were some of the biggest challenges of converting from side hustle? to full on business. If you can remember, what were some of the big hurdles for you that you had to overcome? I think one of the biggest ones at first was, um, the time management and the mental capacity. Hmm. Uh, uh, there's so much, you know, because 
going back to everybody's house is different. Everybody's needs or wants are different. The amount of brain power that you have of thinking and thinking about these people. (laughs) And if you have 10 estimates lined up, that's each one, the focus factor, uh, the numbers factor of coming up with numbers for them. Then you have to turn around and go be a mom and a wife. And then, so it's, it's the car, car, compartmentalizing what needs to happen when. So the time management and focus factor was probably the biggest hurdle for me. Um, getting thrown into a whirlwind that you knew was coming, but you just didn't know how to fly in it. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. So, so focus and time management, were there any things that were, were there any specific uh, actions you took to develop those skills? Did you, did you take courses, read books, podcasts, or did you just learn it through the school of hard knocks and you learned what didn't work and then tried something else? That's pretty much it. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, okay. So that, that didn't work out too well. So uh, let's shift here and let's maneuver this a little bit. And um, because, you know, along with business, life changes as well. So you have to be able to, everything is constantly shifting and constantly moving. And so half the time, I just feel like I'm flying by the seat of my pants. Uh, but you have to be okay. You have to be okay with that um, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I get it. In fact, I, I'm, I need to take a picture of this, but on my, on a table that you can't see off camera here, there's a bunch of stuff of peeking out the bottom of a bunch of stuff I've thrown on the table is a, uh, is the workbook for David Allen's getting things done. Oh, and I, I can't wait to take a picture of that. Cause obviously I haven't touched it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's literally on my to-do list to do the getting things done workbook. Right. Oh my goodness. That's great. Um, it's just, it's just so meta. It's going to make a fantastic photo when I put it out there, but, but you know, there, there does come a point where you you don't have time to slow down and learn. You just sort of have to, you just sort of have to take the fruit as it's thrown at you and try to juggle it as best you can. And eventually just learn to juggle. Yes. Yes. And the more balls that get thrown in there, the, the, you know, the quicker you get. Yeah, Um, that's right. Sorry, I will say too, I did, I've never been a list person and I've never, ever, I can't tell you how many calendars that I've thrown away in my life because I'm like, I'm going to be one of those moms that writes everything down and I have my little schedule and uh, that never worked up until now. Um, That was the other, I realized real quick that I, my, my schedule book is now my Bible (laughs) because that was what kept me. If it's written down, I can find it and I can remember. Um, so that was the other. I, I I did I did learn that part too. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, as you were making this transition, did you seek any outside advice? Not really. Uh, okay. I mean, Rob, my husband is huge business guy. Yep. Um, so anything that has to do with finances, money, you know, the legal side of things, um, up to writing my, you know, my little clauses at the bottom of my estimates, uh, he, he was able to handle that. 
Um, and there's not really anybody else that I know or have heard of around here that does what I do. So, um, you know, learning as far as different plants, different ways of doing things that yes, you know, making good friends with nursery people and, you know, learning that way. Um, but business, business side, thankfully Rob knows how to handle this stuff. Cause that's not my, my thing. <laughs> So I'm I'm curious, and feel free to not answer. This is a, this is an almost unfair question, but I, I have to ask because I'm immensely curious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my wife and I have separate businesses, mm-hmm. and they're separate because if we tried to work in the same business together, it'd either be the business of the marriage; they would not both survive. Mm-hmm. Lover yeah. to death, twenty three years married, coming up on June. Two children, all the all the works. I haven't been locked. You know, she hasn't changed the key on me yet when I left the house. But working together is it continues to be very hard for us. How do you guys work together? Does it work well, or did you have to kind of break each other in, or frankly, did you have to break Robin a little bit to, um, to get that going well? I had to break him in and then kick him back out sometimes. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I am. He's very. Um, What's the word? He's very driven and very, you know, hard focused on, on certain things. And I am very light spirited. I'm total opposite. Like we're complete opposite people there for a while. He did work with me daily. Um, and, and it was great. And on some days I do miss it. I do miss having him with me all the time. Uh, and then other days I'm like, Oh, thank goodness he's back in an office because he does so much better there. <laughs> That's where he thrives. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fair. So yeah, it's uh, ooh, there. There were there were days. There there were days. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, my wife and I really struggle. We 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 do a little bit, but 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 not a lot. We're we're better off sort of being in our corners and doing our and doing our thing. So yes. Doesn't mean you have a bad marriage, but it just means that the, the, the compatibility required for a successful marriage is not the same as a compatibility required for a successful business partnership. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> um what surprised you? about this experience? What do you look back on or maybe think about now and say, you know what? I didn't expect this. Oh gosh. I, I guess my biggest surprise is when I look back and I'm like, Oh my goodness, I did that. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. That happens. Um, how in the world did we make it through? You know, how did I even handle that? Uh, surprising myself but then almost on a daily basis too like after a job you turn around and you have that surprise of wow like that's one of the main reasons I love continue to love this is you you show up to a mess and all of a sudden you turn around and it's gorgeous and it's beautiful and people are happy and you can be proud of yourself uh I did not realize when I first started because I wasn't doing as much as I am now. I didn't realize the sense of pride that I get. Um, and the, the happiness of making other people happy 
especially after you get to know them after bouncing back plans and, you know, getting to know people. Uh, that's been my biggest surprise is I had no idea how happy it actually can make somebody when they do love what they do. So. Talking with Natasha Tucker and the topic is, should I turn my side hustle into a full-time business? Um, we just have time for a few more questions. We gotta, we gotta let you, um, maybe get you to bed at 1245 rather than 1am. I certainly don't want to be the reason you're up that late. (laughs) Um, but, but, uh, what's, what's next for the business? What, what plans do you have for the business going forward? Um, again, it's the slow grow method now, uh, because I still, I, I haven't taken on any capital per se. Uh, so growing organically, I would right now I'm I do have an assistant now, which has helped keep my head a lot clearer. Uh, and I do have people that have been onboarded, so uh, that helps a lot. So my ultimate goal is to be where I can get another you know another crew going, so that I'm not going to say that I don't want to be in the field working because I get. I love it. So, but to where I can grow enough to where I can bounce between places a little bit more, (laughs) if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, And, and not be on the job site 24, you know, the whole time. Um, But again, I do love working um, outside and doing what I do. And I love the people that I've brought on. So it's just a lot of fun. So get to where I can spread out and grow that way. Uh, get a few more trucks out and going. And uh, I think that's, that's what's next anyway. Natasha, this has been a great conversation and I, I think our listeners will have learned a lot. I think they'll just enjoy listening to the conversation, which is fine too. It's infotainment here on the decision vision podcast, <laughs> but um, uh, you know, I'm sure there are questions we haven't covered and maybe they wish we would have um, done more in depth if somebody wants to contact you about this question about turning their side hustle into a business and learn more from your expertise, can they contact you? And if so, what's the best way to do that? Absolutely. Uh, they can email me at Natasha at happy hippie uh, You can also message me through my Facebook page, happy hippie gardening. Um, and that's probably the, the, the two direct routes that, uh, they're absolutely welcome to email or, or message me. That's going to wrap it up for today's program. I'd like to thank Natasha Tucker so much for sharing her, her expertise with us. We'll be exploring a new topic each week. So please tune in so that when you're faced with your next business decision, you have clear vision when making it. If you enjoy these podcasts, please consider leaving a review with your, with your favorite podcast aggregator. It helps people find us so that we can help them. If you would like to engage with me on social media with my chart of the day and other content, I'm on LinkedIn as myself and at Unblakeable on Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse, and Instagram. Also, check out my new LinkedIn group called Unblakeable's Group That Doesn't Suck. Once again, this is Mike Blake. Our sponsor is Brady Ware & Company, and this has been the Decision Vision Podcast. <laughs>